do you wish for this to remain anonymous? Oh, yeah, I prefer. So this is limited results. Yeah, I'm limited results. Limited lives somewhere in Europe. I'm in Europe. And that's as much information about themselves they want to give away. But not for the reasons you might think. I like to investigate inside devices. I dig inside. I try to find what is wrong. And when you say dig inside, like you literally pull these devices apart. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes you need. The devices Limited is pulling apart are smart devices. I'm talking about uh, light bulbs, smart camera. I'm talking about uh, uh, smart uh, toys for, for children, which are integrated camera, integrated microphones. The reason Limited is looking at these is because they're part of the Internet of Things, or IoT, which essentially means they're connected to the Internet and they collect information about you. And although pulling apart these devices may not necessarily warrant coming up with an alias, the reason Limited chose to remain anonymous is because they work with these devices for a living. I'm more specialised in, uh, in high security devices and in more complex devices than, uh, than uh, IoT. So to keep things separate and their opinions private, Limited Results was born which, in their words, is a minimal blog about hardware security. Why Limited Results as a name? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I made a list, and uh, I have two choices. One was uh, the Punisher of IoT, and the other was, was uh, Limited Results. Did you say the Punisher of IoT? Yeah, but it was more <laughs> a joke. This uh, Limited Results is really what, what I want. My job is to provide results. Where their results expose the limitations of IoT, especially when it comes to security. Today, security of these uh, little uh, smart things, they are pretty, pretty low. We see every day some news about hacking, about a divulgation of confidential information, etc., etc. And these people need to think about that. Limited believes as more of these devices come into our lives, our personal information becomes less secure and less private. It's more than security. It's about privacy of your life because these little devices, so I'm talking about smart camera, I'm talking about uh, microphones, integrated microphones, they are everywhere and uh, it's perfect spy for your life. But Limited also argues it doesn't have to be like this. Today on the show, we're looking at the rise of IoT. You'll hear how device security continues to fall short and what manufacturers should be doing to take your privacy seriously. This is Think Digital Futures. I'm Jake Morecambe. I liked when I jumped onto your university profile and it was outlining your research interests, that being IoT, but then also the myth of security and privacy. Do you see, do you see these two things as a myth? It's interesting that you ask. This is Pardis. I'm Pardis Amami. A PhD candidate from Carnegie Mellon University in Pennsylvania. 
when you talk to people about privacy and security, they usually say that privacy is dead, security is dead. There's like this surveillance, companies' data is being hacked, they all have your data. So what I'm trying to do is to prove them wrong. Hardy says there are a bunch of legitimate concerns when it comes to smart devices and points out these concerns are generally split. For one, people are worried about security and how they could be hacked. Security has to do a lot about the mechanisms and how we can make the system secure, about the algorithms, about the infrastructure. Then there are concerns around privacy which is how much control people have over their data. Some of these IoT devices, when they collect your data, they're going to share it to some other third parties that you may not be aware of. While privacy and security are slightly different from one another, Pardis says it's important to consider them together, as strong security helps keep your information private. Basically, we can say that we cannot have privacy without having security. This is exactly what Limited is trying to show with their blog, and how current IoT devices are completely lacking in security measures. To prove this, Limited began pulling apart a number of smart light bulbs currently available on the market. It's a pretty simple device. It's just a bulb but you can turn on and turn off with your smartphones. You can make a romantic ambience and a lot of uh, different uh, settings like that. So it's fun, but they saved a lot of information inside your Wi-Fi credentials. How exactly is your Wi-Fi stored into the smart bulb? You have an electronic module in charge to discuss with your phone, with your network. Inside this little module, you have a, a little memory. Once you enter your password with your smartphones to the light bulbs, your password will be saved inside this little module. The reason Limited sees this as a security concern is not just because your Wi-Fi details are stored in the bulb. It's the fact they're not encrypted. All the light bulbs, everything is in plain text. It's not encrypted. Limited says this not only leaves your device open to hacking when it's in use, but their main concern is what happens when you chuck it out, where even if the bulb is broken or you're just not using it anymore, there's no encryption protecting your details. Every people with a little bit of technical knowledge, I will say, or just reading a, a tutorial on, on internet can extract your data in uh, 10 minutes. And what's the danger in that? If I have access to your private network, it's like I'm in your computer, I can see your photo, I can see what you, what you share on TV, for example. I can use your Wi-Fi to, to download uh, what I want. I can use your Wi-Fi to go to uh, specific and dangerous uh, websites. But Limited says the problem is bigger than you and your devices alone. Imagine people make an arrangement with companies which recycle electronic devices. It can maybe obtain 100, 1,000, 
10,000 light bulbs. Okay, it will take time to, to extract every password, but once you have extracted every password and every SSID, which is your network, it can scan inside the city and retrieve all the ID and it will obtain uh, all the passwords of the city. It's not a little problem, mine. Limited points out while you can protect your Wi-Fi details by changing your network name and password as soon as you connect to the internet, the bigger question is... Why would you not encrypt that information in designing these bulbs? I mean, it's not a, a question for me. It's the question for a manufacturer. Hardis Imami believes there are a number of reasons why this is. But the main one being, manufacturers want to get their product out on the market and get it out first. Do you think these manufacturers, in the rush to get products to market, might bypass installing these security meshes? Uh, Yes, so one thing is like, for them, maybe they're in like such a harsh competition that they really need to get their device very fast to the market. So they may not really care about the security of their device, or they may think that consumers won't understand the security, or they may not even get if, for example, their device is at risk. So there are products going to market, IoT tech, that the manufacturers and the people involved making that, they're putting the products out knowing they're not secure. Exactly. This is Imran Makdum from the University of Technology, Sydney. And my research area is on IoT security. They give more attention to the functionality of the product, not to the security. Whenever they have to incorporate security, it means they have to invest more. How much more do they have to invest to ensure that their devices are secure? So it depends upon what type of or the sensitivity of data which you are sharing on those networks and what is its impact if that is compromised. So based upon that, then you calculate how much we can invest in security. And of course, the manufacturers are also concerned about return on investment. So mostly it is about the profit. Imran believes manufacturers are making more than enough money to design security into these devices and that the changes they'd need to make aren't difficult. The common cause of IoT device hacking is that mostly manufacturers leave some open ports on the devices. Like mostly these ports are used for debugging or testing the equipment. But once the device reaches the market, those ports are still open. Anybody who has physical access to the device through that open port can hack into the device. And then they have to make the devices tamper-proof. By tamper-proof, I mean Devices should be so secure that nobody should be able to modify the hardware or alter the hardware of the device. If somebody even tries to do so, it should fail safely. What does fail safely mean? That device should delete all the user data which is stored in it and all the security credentials so that user's privacy is protected. Pardis argues this should go a step further where she's researching the possibility of a labelling system, which, like the Health Star on food products, would give a security rating for an IoT device. Basically, there are like two main reasons 
that we are thinking of designing the label. One is to educate consumers and to inform them at the time of the purchase on what device to buy, basically. And the second one is to hold manufacturers accountable. Currently, however, it's hard to hold manufacturers to account for what they are or aren't doing because IoT is unregulated. This means they have no legal obligation to tell you about the cracks in their device's security. Imran Makhdoum says regulating IoT could change this. Practically, I guess, and morally, they should do that. Manufacturers should employ security by design. And to ensure that, we need an international regulatory body, which makes the manufacturers liable to do that. The regulation of IoT, Imran believes, is slowly picking up speed, especially with the rise of health smart devices. People are now using health monitors, wearable body sensors, to self-diagnose or you can say that self-regulate the medication process. So there is a requirement that we should have a regulatory body, if not internationally, then at national level at least. Pardis agrees regulating IoT would not only protect the consumer but help them make better decisions about what they want to buy. Because at this point, consumers cannot really find such information. And sometimes it's very hard to find that information. They should go to like different websites, search for the privacy of such device, security of such device to find some information. And sometimes such information is not even available online. Pardis also explains of the information that is available Majority of the time, anything about security is either hidden deep in long terms and conditions documents or is purposely written in language you wouldn't understand. Most of them are like for lawyers actually to understand. The the terms that are being used is not for consumers to really understand what is being said. And they're like intentionally very vague so that basically they can do as much as they want by not being clear about exactly what they're doing. But when it comes to regulating IoT, Pardis does have one concern, and that's how manufacturers might push back against being regulated. I'm not sure how hard it is to regulate such stuff because not all the IoT manufacturers do have the best intention in heart to be very transparent with the consumers because some IoT devices are saying that the benefit that you're going to get by buying my device is much higher than what you're going to like give up. And that may not be true, or that is something that consumers should decide. It's not by manufacturers to decide that. On the same page as Pardis, Limited Results explains of the few requirements manufacturers have, they will alert you when their system has been compromised. But rather than say that outright, instead, you'll receive a software update, which is just a glossy way of saying someone somewhere's been hacked. So you're saying when they're asking for those updates, it's because there's potentially been some sort of security breach that's happened that's prompted them to bring about an update. Yeah, of course. 99% of the time, it's uh, due to security issue. 
While much of the pressure is on manufacturers to step up their security game, it's not their responsibility alone. Imran believes consumers have a part to play in setting IoT security standards. If you see products that aren't up to scratch, or if one manufacturer is more open about their security than another, they should be called out. Security is everyone's mutual responsibility. And being a user, I guess it lies, uh, more responsibility lies with us in order to determine that what is best for us and what is secure for us. But what Pardis Amami points out is the same plea for best practice can't necessarily be made for privacy. While it may be obvious that most of us feel a right to privacy, either in our lives or in our data, arguing the case for privacy standards in our IoT devices, Pardis says doesn't carry the same weight. Security is more objective. Like security best practices are more well-known than privacy best practices. And privacy is maybe for you, your privacy concerns are different than mine. Because privacy concerns are subjective, manufacturers feel less obligated to buckle down and be more transparent about what they're doing. As for some users, they're worried about where their personal information is going. But for many others, they're not really fussed. There's no single factor that is the best to explain privacy concerns. With this in mind, and manufacturers not being open about their privacy practice, this in turn sends the message that privacy isn't a priority. The reality is, more of these devices are coming into our lives. You're walking into someone's home. What sort of IoT devices might be in that space? I may see an Amazon Echo or Google Home. I may see smart light bulbs. I may see a smart coffee maker, smart refrigerator, smart TV. But with the current stream of making everything smart, I can see that like all the devices, all these appliances that we have now, and they're not smart, they're going to be smart one day. It's almost as if we are making devices smart that don't necessarily need to be. Exactly, exactly. I mean, they don't necessarily need to be smart, and sometimes even their smart features is going to make more hassle for people. It's harder to just go to the app and change the setting so that the device is going to do something for you. Maybe if you just go there and just click on the device, it's going to be much faster, much more convenient. Does the desire for convenience outweigh any security or privacy concerns? So what I think is that people prefer convenience. But I think what we need to do is to inform them about how these consequences will outweigh the benefits of having such device. Limited results points out, with IoT, your information will never be 100% protected. But the takeaway message is that there's no right or wrong thing to do. I will not encourage or discourage people to use or not these devices. For me, they do what they want to do, but they just need to know 
some important information about all these uh, little devices. Make your own opinion. Think Digital Futures is made possible with the support of 2SER, the University of Technology Sydney, and is heard around Australia via the Community Radio Network. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Think Digital Futures. And we also have a website, 2SER.com forward slash Think Digital Futures. I'm Jake Morecambe. Thanks for your company.